Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Coach's Corner. I'm Coach Andrew Poritz from Ingenuity Coaching. I help people discover and fulfill their passions and greatness. And my mission is to inspire and challenge you to dream big dreams. And with my coaching, help you to manifest those dreams into reality. You can visit my website at www.myfuturecoach.com and follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash coachandrew. If you're listening live and you have a question, the phone number here is 646-929-2893. If you call in, you'll be able to listen to the show on the phone, and if you press the number 1, I will know you have a question. We also have a live chat room right on the show page where you can feel free to join in and post questions. My guest tonight is Deb Scott, a motivation and lifestyle consultant in the fields of sales, marketing, advertising, hiring, and team building. Her first book is the delightful The Sky is Green and the Grass is Blue, Turning Your Upside-Down World Right-Side-Up. You can learn more about Deb at www.greenskyandbluegrass.com. Deb Scott, are you here? You bet I am, and I am so excited to be on your show. I love what you're about and what you're doing and your energy and just making it happen. Oh, well, thank you very much. Yeah. Very kind of you. So uh, the first thing I need to find out is uh, you know, about the, the interesting title you have for this book. And by the way, I'm going to tell you that it, the first time I heard it, it reminded me of uh, something that somebody wrote in my sixth-grade autograph book, believe it or not. Bringing back memories, huh? It brought back memories. A, a kid uh, he wrote in my book, um, David Mendelson, I still remember who, who this was. He wrote in my book, uh, uh, ro- uh, Violets are red, roses are blue. If you had six martinis, you'd think so, too. <laughs> For some well, reason, that, straight, that stayed in my mind after all these years. Oh, my goodness. You know, it's funny the things that uh, we remember in, in the moments. I think we all have times like that, which is great. And there's a reason for all of that. And uh, it's it's all good. But the sky's green and the grass is blue. You know, Andrew, I really feel like a lot of people that some things just aren't right and they should be turned around. But hmm. we all want we all want those things that we've had in our, our past to, to be positive, to still – to still be good things. And sometimes I think people get stuck as coaches and consultants and motivating. You know, some of those things, it really hold us up when they don't have to. And they can be turned around and actually be a springboard to something even greater than we ever imagined. And, and, that's, and that's what the book is all about. And it's possible and we can all do it. That sounds great. So, so tell me about the upside down world that uh, you have encountered, and how did how did how did you find a way to turn it right side up? Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> as you know, there's a lot in that book, so we, yeah. it's only an hour show. We won't we won't take all the time for that. No, of course but, not. But uh, <laughs> that wouldn't be good. Welcome but, to part um, one of my interview with Dr. Scott. Okay. Yeah, part one, and then there'll be another series, and right. we'll just go through everything, the personal and professional list of life so that we can turn everything around. Well, a, couple, a couple of big ones that really, uh, you know, would have inspired you to come up with this. 
Yeah. Um, well, you know, whether it have it could have been the death of my mother taking care of her and actually stopping cardiac surgery sales for a while to do that. She was my best friend, and probably a lot of the listeners have dealt with people that have passed away, sure. and it's very devastating, and those are real-life events, and they affect everything. They affect your work, your personal life, your relationships, and... Um, you know, for me, that was that was something that was really painful and difficult, and I was left with a lot of things to clean out, and ended up opening um, a vintage retail shop. Not that my cardiac surgery sales experience was anything to do with vintage retail, right. um, but you know, you just embrace that there's a problem, and how can I turn it into a positive? And the shop was an idea where friends helped. It was downtown. Um, people came in and and told me, "Hey, I took I took my you know, took Rachel to New York City for the weekend to a show because they had mm-hmm. bought one of her coats and it was really amazing. People doing write ups in the local newspaper up here in the North Shore of Boston and and how that was such a healing um, source for people in their relationships that had passed, um, you know, had people pass in their life relationships and how to deal and cope with death and and still having the hope that relationships can be fruitful and positive and and really it was a it was a terrible negative that ended up being a great positive i i still have the store online but you know that was just one one thing that and those um, things were her those were her personal items these were her personal items and i could actually have a little shop i had some other things in there that were like vintage remake things of of her okay. items, but, but see, she must have been a stylish lady that you could have created a store out of her stuff. Oh my goodness! Let me tell you, she had every single dress from the fifties and things upstairs. They were like hermetically sealed. She she grew up. She was really dirt poor. She mm-hmm. was French Canadian immigrant, and even though my dad did pretty well and and they did well. Um, she she treasured everything. You know, that Depression era, they save everything. Sure. So her dresses, it was unbelievable. I I really need to connect with a Hollywood glam uh, movie theater company or something, but she really had some beautiful things and just saved them and saved them and saved them. So, you know, that, that was her, that's who she was, and it was a great way to share the beauty of her and and her spirit through that, you know. Um, yeah, she had How old were you when she passed? She only passed. No, well, two thousand. I'm forty seven right now, and um, she passed in two thousand four. I was taking her to Mass General, you know, for chemo and radiation, and um, my dad was sick at the time too. So she passed in two thousand five, February, February of two thousand five. So. It's uh, and then my father passed away a year after in 2006. Oh yeah. So that was something, and she made me promise to finish writing the book and get it published before she passed away. So that's why the book's dedicated to her because, you know, no matter how tough things were, she always found the positive in things, and um, I think I think that she was a big catalyst for me to always look for those those good things and the bad, those diamond, the pressure that mm. creates the diamond type thing, or the, the oysters with the grit and the sand, you know, making the pearls. There's, there's, always, there's always some fruit, some wine out of the pressed grapes. There's always that good that comes out of those things that initially seem terrible and destructive. And, you know, I think one of the things we need to do is, is get around people that know how to do that, shows like yours, 
um, coaches are, that have a proven track record for mm-hmm. something like this really can help. Um, and the skill sets, they're not rocket science, but it's like any language. If somebody doesn't teach you and you don't use it, it's, it's, it's hard to enjoy the benefit of it. So I'm really all about inspiring people to give up the hope of a better past, but to never give up hope that the miracle could just be five minutes around the corner because those things that may not have been enjoyable that you want to get rid of, that you think are making you stuck to move into the best you want to be, um, it's, it's a lie because those things can really be great and catapult you into something even better. You know, I don't know why you just caused a flashback for me. Oh, please tell me. Do share. <laughs> when, that's just something about when you said just around the corner, and I just was thinking of my mom who uh, who, who died in 95. Uh, I was uh, 39 at the time. And uh, when, when I was a little kid, she always used to sing to me. Mm-hmm. And every, she would always end her song. It was this little piece of a song uh, of... Uh, Let's have another cup of coffee, and let's have another piece of pie. But oh, we started just around the corner. There's a sun up in the sky. So that's the line that just popped into my head. Oh, I love that. And you know, the great thing um, is that is that you take the time to be to, to be present with that, which is why you're mm-hmm. such a great coach. Um, because paying attention to those things, you know, uh, that really helps us helps us be the best that we want to sure. be. And I love that. I agree. Yeah. I think paying attention is um, probably the most important, among the most important things we do is, is the listening. Paying attention, noticing even the small things. Sometimes the smallest things we notice is, can make a huge difference. Yeah, I I totally and you know I have a lot of people say well they'll they'll ask me well how do I really know what my purpose is and you know I know I want to do something in such and such area but how do I really get down to the nuts and bolts of what it is I need to be doing mm. and I always I always tell people to think about what they're doing when they lose track of time those moments when you're so engrossed in the activity that you look up at the clock and you think, oh, I'm supposed to meet someone in, mm-hmm. in, in an hour, and I thought I was you know, only doing this for half an hour, and three right. hours have passed, you know? They're great. Oh, I don't know They're anybody like that, though. Deb. I don't know anybody <laughs> like that, not at all. That's never happened to me. <laughs> all the time, right? You have so many things you can't pick. Uh, it's like you're so engaged with so many have, things. I mean, I'm like, I'm Mr. 10 million alarms because it's very easy for me to get lost in something. Yeah, because you have so many talents. I mean, it's such a problem to have, Andrew. That's great. Uh, but, you know, I, I, but the absent-minded professor thing comes into play for me. So I do yeah. I do have my technology to keep me uh, on, on target. Yeah, and you are good. You are good at that. Well, thank you. Yes. But we digress. Yes, yes. <laughs> Well, that's okay because I I think it's really it's really important to to get in that present moment and and pay attention to those things because we are we are being led in a lot of ways where to go and and how to get there and mm-hmm. being silent 
um, really helps with that. And you have to get along with yourself. You have to enjoy your own company if you expect anybody else to enjoy your company. You have to start with yourself. And and it goes from there. So um, This is why I laugh at my own jokes, by the way. <laughs> well, this is good because laughter is a great medicine without any side effects. And there's so much... Uh, there's so much out there for studies and scientific data that, that shows how, you know, your thoughts, your feelings, your behavior, they're all connected. And sometimes if you're feeling down and, and you just give yourself something to laugh about, automatically you feel better. So, you know, however however we can get there, it, it's all good. It works. And uh, I love laughter. It's a great, great medicine. Absolutely. So uh, I, I just thought of, also when we were talking about details, um, I was reminded of a time I was a volunteer in in some seminars where we would have to really um, make the room uh, impeccable, okay, for the participants in the seminar, and that meant measuring out, you know, really detailed and how the chairs would look, and even the the smallest thing that might have been on the floor could have been a thread had to be found and, you know, picked up. And the reason was not to be anal about it, but because that one thread, that little tiny detail, might have been a distraction for somebody who would have then missed something really important because they were thinking about that thread. Yep. It, and being and really, you know, listening and, and paying attention to details like that, really, that, that present moment, I, I mean, we all love that book, The Power of Now. I, I love that book. But um, there really is such great power in that. And if we are present for the other person and we're caring or volunteering away our our talents, whatever that be, if you're doing a speaking engagement and mm-hmm. it gets down to the chairs or whatever, if we're really present for that moment, we're going to have a lot more peace. And anytime we're having peace, such a signal that we're doing the right thing and it's so easy when we're filled with anxiety Mm -hmm. or stress or you do that body scan if you're talking to somebody and you're thinking should I work with this person should I partner in my business with this person is this Mm -hmm. a person that is healthy for me in this relationship I mean if we really do that 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 inner scan and tell you know, ask ourselves the question, are we feeling the peace and the serenity? Are we are we attracting what we want in our life? I think that the answers really are available and it's it's not super difficult. It just requires silence, patience and and practice, like anything else, you know, if you want to learn any language you just have to practice it. Sure. Practice is very important. Yeah. Or successful sabotage. Um, One of the other things that, you know, when I'm working with people is um, trying to set yourself up for that success that you want and and really working with yourself the same way you would work with somebody else. So if, for example, you really want to... um, you know, manifest that perfect relationship. And you know that you want X, Y, and Z in this person. Maybe it's honesty, trust, compassion, um, good sense of humor. And and you're working on becoming more of that yourself. And you, you put the sticky note on your mirror when you're brushing your teeth. And mm-hmm. 
you know, re- reinforcing the things that you're looking for or by the coffee pot or in the car, on the dash or, you know, somewhere you put an app up that, you know, flashes in your face. This is this is a reminder, a hook to bring us back to what it is that is really important in the priorities because one of the worst evils is these little details that get you off track. And when you're focused on something that you really want that's important, um, it's much more likely to happen, as you know. And um, that's why you have to you have to make those choices and set those priorities. Now, and I think the- it, I think shows like this, you know, it really helps people to say, hey, if Deb could do it, if Andrew's doing it, if the other guests are doing it, then you can do it too. It's that four-minute mile theory. You know, people say, well, I couldn't do that, or they can do it, but they have this X, Y, and Z. But that's not true because, you know, the guy that ran the four-minute mile, all Roger these other Bannister. people ran it the next day. Yeah, there you go. See? Mm-hmm. You're just so cerebral. You know <laughs> you know all these things. That's right. And yeah, and look at how many people the next day were running the four-minute mile, and they still had the physical ability to do it the day before. But it, it, somehow that mindset, is it possible to do it? You know, the um, I love that statement, oh, well, the sky's the limit. You know, you can't go farther than that. Well, think about the footprints on the moon. You know, there's mm-hmm. always a possibility for someone that's thinking outside the box and, and working with someone that's already achieved that. There's no, uh, what great person do you know, Andrew, who has achieved so much greatness without having some obstacles and problems along the way? I, I, almost, almost nobody, and, 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 and when I say almost nobody, whoever that almost person is, they, I'm sure they did. I just don't know about it. I <laughs> like, love it. It might be one person with incredibly dumb luck, <laughs> but, but you I, know, I don't the mo- think so. Yeah, and the monuments, you know, people look people look at the monuments that are built or people that yeah. really made history and made a difference. You know, they did not have 100% of the love. They did not have everybody agreeing with them and everybody loving them. They they did it they did it anyway, right? Because they were doing the right thing for the right reason and that's what they believed and I think they surrounded themselves in the transformation of the people that could help them help them get there. And you know, we all need to really think about who we let into that inner circle and, and who we're gonna who we're gonna partner and network with, who we're gonna open our heart to and share our dreams with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have to really think about what you're thinking about and the people that you're associating with because all of these have an influence on you. You know, and that's that's part of I think really being able to turn things right side up is is having people that want you to do it. Right, and you know, and spe- and speaking of that, I mean, you you must surround yourself with the people you want to be most like. In fact, it's best if you can surround yourself with people who are quote unquote better than you, people who are bigger than you, people who have what it is that you are looking to get to, if you possibly can. The more you surround yourself with people who are negative and dream stealers and the um, which, are, which are a lot of people, those people make a tremendous psychic impact on you. It's so true. And, you know, if you really want to know a lot about a person, what I, what I tell people to do is, um, you know, if you're, if you're looking to know more about them, look at their friends. Mm-hmm. See who they're associating with. If I look at somebody's books, you know, if they're in an office um, and they have their books that they read, 
somewhere in the room. You can tell a lot about someone based on what they're reading, who they're associating with. Mm-hmm. And, um, again, it gets back to paying attention. It's, it's like your example with the chair. You know, noticing those things around someone will really – really illuminate who they are in a more authentic way mm-hmm. and and then you'll know if this is if this is the right if this is the right relationship friendship partner um work business this is going to be one of those people that helps with the dreams because dream stealers are bad news run away as fast as you That's can right and a lot of them they, they think they're being the most well-meaning person and they're often related to you yeah yeah i got it that they, they could be the biggest critics, yeah, the family members. But because you know, when we have big dreams and we want to be something more, what does that do to the people around us? Well, first of all, it it, it makes them question and stop. Um, what are they doing? What are their dreams? So they have to look at themselves. Second of all, if you are achieving something more than the other person, you know, it's it can be threatening, and that person may have to change. That person may get out of their comfort zone or have to get out of their comfort zone. And I think one of the hardest pe- things for people, you know, in coaching or consulting, when people say, well, I want to accomplish this, how can you help me do that? You know, one of the first things it's that the, you have to accept is not only what you're going to be um, free from, what you don't want in your life, but what you're going to be free for. And and that involves understanding that some people may not be coming with you and having to let go. Because sometimes it's harder to let go than it is to hold on. But you have to understand that new people will come into your life and then other people might need to leave, at least for that season. That, that's a big obstacle for people. But, um, you know, some you can't grow if, if you don't do that. Do you find that a lot in your in with your clients and the people that you work with and and support to achieve their dreams? Oh sure, but you know I'm thinking that you you, you know when you we're talking about dream stealers and the, the people who sometimes say the things to you that could really throw you off, and we're also talking about you know what are the obstacles that get in people's way. You know I talk a lot this uh, about this a lot that I actually think that there are supposed to be obstacles that show up it's part of the plan i love that and um just thinking of a quote that that really you know sparkles that um people don't change because they see the light people change because they feel the heat (laughs) Um, yes absolutely i don't know who said it but i love that and and that is true and i i love i love embracing that philosophy that some sort of an obstacle can be celebrated um, challenges into celebrations, and that that's well, the whole theory of the book. They're thrown at you for you to get past and, and it, to, to test you in some cases to see, are you up to it? Did you really want it? I, I, I talk a lot about what I call the troll in the road, uh-huh. which is, I, I, I got that from an adventure game. You know, I used to play adventure games, you know, and you used to go onto a bridge and get into a tunnel and get past these people, you know. It's Love that. How treasure, exciting. Right? Yeah. The idea is to get the pot of gold somewhere or whatever the treasure was. But the very first thing you might encounter is the little troll saying, you know, you got to get past me if you want to get on this bridge. Yep. And if you don't get past troll, game over, right, in the beginning, right? Yeah. So 
so that's the, that's the thing that pops up. It's supposed to, though. I mean, I found this out recently. It was a very interesting piece of information. And if, if somebody wanted to become Jewish, if you wanted to convert to being Jewish, uh-huh. and you went to a rabbi and said, please uh, convert me, I'm ready to convert to Judaism, if the rabbi is doing his job, he's going to turn you down. And you'll walk away crestfallen. And then if you are really were serious, you're going to come back and say, you know, I really, I'd like to become Jewish. And if the rabbi's doing his job, he's going to turn you down. He's supposed to turn you down three times. That's actually part of the, the plan. To make sure that this is what you really yeah, want. You really mean it. You're not, you're not just playing here because it's a, big, it's a big decision. It's taking on something pretty serious. And I think that there's a lot of life like that where that, where that happens. Yeah, and, you know, that is, that's, a great, um, that's a great scene to hold on to um, on a regular basis. I love that. Because words, you know, people get stuck with the confusion, the conflict between words and actions. And I'm always telling people that you cannot, I know words are great, but you cannot go by words. You really have to go by the actions. The words are meaningless. The only thing you can trust is the actions. And I think that, the, you know, what you just said about the, with the rabbi story, I love that, because if somebody really wants something, just like if you go to the gym, you know, you need resistance to build those muscles. Mm-hmm. And it's a test for yourself. And it's, it's, the, it's the best way to really know if, if you're on target and you're doing what you need to be doing and, you know, you're going to be happy. Because if we're living on purpose and we're really doing something that we want from the heart, Everything else will fall into place, the mm-hmm. relationships, the money, the finances, um, you know, because this is something that is the essence of who you are, and, and you have to radiate that. And, and that's, that's something that will automatically, you know, give you the things that you want. It, it has to. It's, it's just the law of nature. If you look out at nature and you put a certain seed, we were talking earlier about seeds, if you plant a seed in the ground, you expect it. If you put an apple tree seed in there, you expect an apple tree. Um, if you have a package of seeds and you have all these great talents and you have all these great um, things in your life that could be something, but you keep the envelope in the drawer in the kitchen with all the seeds, nothing's going to grow. Mm-hmm. And that's like us. If we don't get the talents out there, if we don't take the risk, if we're not ready to you know, weather the storm, you have to get them into the ground. But if you're planting good seeds, they're going to grow good things. But you can't expect to plant a bad seed and get a good harvest. It's just, it isn't going to work that way. And, um, and, and things don't grow overnight. You know, the 20-foot sure. oak tree doesn't happen in 20 minutes. So you have to be patient with yourself, too, and realize, you know, like the headlights on a car, you're going to see a certain amount of the road manifesting and being visual. But that doesn't mean that the rest of it you're not on track for it. Mm-hmm. You just have to be patient that that this is the part this is part of the process. It's all a process. It just made me think of a little goofy story when I was a little kid. My mother gave me a silver dollar and and she told me that to hold on to this silver dollar because it will grow and be worth a lot more money. And 
I took her quite literally. Maybe she said grow in value, but all I heard was grow. And after a week, it was the same size. So I spent it. True story. (laughs) And the lesson, and the lesson is? (laughs) The lesson is you have to be patient and you should also listen better. Yeah. Get get a little understanding, but that's what I that's what my little you know six year old brain understood her to say. Isn't it wonderful? I I love I love reflecting on um, on looking at kids. You talking about things that you remember when you were six, and then you had asked me earlier in the conversation. Well, let, let's talk about some of those bad things that turned into good. Um, one of the things that happened to me when I was younger is um, I I had. Uh, been sexually abused by a teacher and that's a pretty traumatic that's a pretty traumatic event let me tell you and I never said anything to anybody I never you know told my parents it was just one one of those experiences like many that people just don't talk about and and that was very difficult and that certainly affected me but I will say one of the things that um, that I believe was really good that came out of that using some of the tools and the things that I learned, which I talk about or wrote about. I um, work with teens and I work with youth, um, volunteering at um, my parish and really connecting with these kids. I I had an eighth grade class uh, a couple weeks ago and um, a lot of 15-year-olds during the school year. And there's so many things to learn from that age group. And it's amazing to me that the terrific teens sometimes have the most adult lessons and just that openness because they're so open and willing to learn. And I think that's the key that can unlock the door for all of us listening who really want to achieve more and to have a bigger dream uh, become tangible for us is really being open and really being in that moment where everything that's ordinary does become extraordinary. I mean, these kids, I'll give you an example. One of the things they did that is such a riot. Um, they wanted pizza on the last day. And uh, so we we collected some money. We ordered the pizza. And, and one of the kids that called in the order for the pizza um, said, well, we only have this amount of money. Uh, and unbeknownst to me, I guess the people at the pizza place decided because it was a group of youth for, you know, such a such a good cause that they were together getting this pizza, um, they just waved like 15 or 20 bucks off the bill. They just wow. ate it, the restaurant, yeah. And the kids were so excited, and they came back. They said, Deb, 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 you won't believe it. The pizza guy, we didn't have enough money. but <laughs> Because they didn't ask me for any more money. They just told them we don't mm. have enough and they were i said i can't believe it and then one of the kids well let's let's give them a thank you card and show our gratitude da 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 all the kids together create this amazing amazing card out of this huge cardboard thank you mr pizza person and they're <laughs> writing all these things and they're drawing the pizza and they it was so funny cuz on the back of the card i'll have to do a blog post on this cuz i actually took pictures of this oh, the good. kids I was were so darn that. cute yeah i'll put it on my blog so people can go to my blog i'll post it in the next couple of days and the kids were so funny because on the back of the card they put um, Deb's awesome class 
Inc. Yeah. <laughs> for the manufacturing. And they were so, so into the Best People We Know Club. They were so into it, mm. and they so melted and bonded, and, and they were just so grateful for this. I mean, these kids were grateful for this pizza to the point of collectively creating to present this huge award, like an Academy Award. Thank you, Mr. Pizza Person. And it was what, amazing. How, what was the reaction of the pizza person? Absolutely, just just beside herself when she delivered and got. They presented the card. All the kids went out. Mm-hmm. It was just unbelievable. She said they were going to put it in their um, in their pizza place and and hang it up. I just could not believe how those kids embraced and celebrated without hesitation their natural instinct and emotion, living in the moment and carrying it through with an action and really making that a moment to be treasured and remembered. And, you know, it's just the pride and the excitement and the simplicity of of being authentically who they were. It was just, it was magical. It was beautiful. And, and you know, if we all lived like that mm-hmm. and really paid attention to how we were feeling mm-hmm. and really were open, think of how many more things we could accomplish if we if we took out those little voices in our head that said, oh, can't do that, so-and-so is going to condemn me for this, mm-hmm. or, you know, the little, the, the, the dream killers that you were talking about. You know, they were not, these kids were not thinking about dream killers. They were thinking about, we just got to do this because... Right. We feel it. They 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 don't yet know the the experience of being turned down for something without it. You know that they haven't thought yet that if I don't ask for this, I'm not going to get it. They just like, well, I'll ask. What this is what we have. Let's see what we can do. Exactly, and you know the, one of the great things about about coaching and consulting and, and working with people and, and seeing them discover the amazing you or, you know, I say discover the amazing you because it's that journey to return to that happiness and that innocence and, you know, to really get back to who we who we are. And I think, you know, there was a study I read. I should, I should have this posted too. Um, it was some sort of scientific and clinical study that said when you're about 12 or 13, Usually there's a dream in you that tells you what your purpose is or what you should be doing or something that you're designed to do, um, and that somehow something in that age, there's a trigger in the, around that age. If you think about what you really wanted to do when you were 12 or 13, it's a good indicator for what you should be doing now. Uh, yeah, I have to get that. I have to get that study on my on my blog post as well, along with the pizza picture. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but you, you just mentioned something the other minute. I don't know if it was an actual thing or or what. You, uh, the be, what was it, the best persons in the world club? Something yeah, the like best that? people we know club. Best people we know club. Is that an actual club, <laughs> or is that an expression? That's, that's my expression for okay. all the best people who are who are dream givers, who are on the journey to help all of us discover uh, um, how amazing we are. So I always. Well, I you should. Uh, I think you need to go and make a website, but like, like right after we get off the phone. Uh, the best that. people we know club. I'm serious. I thought it was a real thing. <laughs> well, it is. We're real. Like that. We're the uh, best like people that we know. Oberman always says, you know, worst person in the world. So here you have the best people in the world club. I think that uh, much more positive than the worst person in the world from Keith Oberman. So I think that uh, you. Yeah, you, it's that a would be qualified. A 
Yeah, and to, to qualify, you never you never hold anything back. Mm-hmm. You always help someone else. For example, and you and you're all positive, and you're all about helping somebody else make their dream. And you know, there's more than enough sunshine for all of us to get a tan on the beach, and there's more than enough life for us to all help each other be the best we were created to be. And that is that's what I'm all about. That's what I do. That's my work. That's my calling. And obviously, that's yours too. Sure. But um, you know, there's enough sunshine for everybody. It's not because somebody else succeeds into greatness that you're taking away. No, the more somebody else succeeds, the more likely it is that you'll be succeeding. And that's where we all help each other. I mean, you know, I know that with you, it's been great connecting on on Facebook and going back and forth. But you know, if I if I'm connected to you and and thinking about how great you are and your passion to help other people, and I come across somebody on Facebook or on Twitter or something, I'll pass along that person. Hey, you should connect with Andrew or whatever. We all help each other, mm-hmm. and the more we help each other, it's like throwing the manure or throwing the perfume. Whatever you throw to somebody else is going to stick to you first. Sure. So if you're if you're throwing, you know, great connections. If you're throwing success that you know somebody else's dream is, you know, you you you're getting some of that too. By the way, I love connecting people. I didn't even even realize how much I did, and uh, how much how how more natural it is for me than I thought it was. I had a guest a couple of times named uh, Thomas Mangum. He's a really great guy, and he teaches masterminds. And he he was talking on a show with me about connecting, connectors, people who connect other people. And he pointed out when I talked to him that I, I actually am a connector. I never even thought of myself that way. But Facebook is one of those places. I probably put uh, so many hundreds of people together there. And I, I so enjoy it when I when I find somebody, for example, from my past, and I connect them with all the people they knew. That oh, that's really so excited. awesome! I just get so I every time I get those little little emails that saying so and so added a friend that you suggested, I go yeah. And you know that is so <laughs> cool. But that's what it's all about. And and doesn't see that gives it's so it's such an energy boost. It's, yeah. It's uh, forget the energy drinks. Just do things like that. That'll give you some energy. It's great. And and the more I I love I love the social networking for that reason because you know we were talking earlier. I would have never had the great opportunity to meet you, best people we know club member. You could be an executive officer, oh, Andrew. Thank you very much. Uh, the meeting is called to order. <laughs> But you know you got to surround yourself with with those transformation people to make it happen, and then and then anything's possible. And you know it's that boomerang effect too. I I do believe that what goes around comes around, and you know there's always going to be people that are going to be those obstacles. But mm-hmm. they even they have that great purpose. I mean it it can be all good just because it's not happening now doesn't mean it's not going to be happening. Right. But you know, uh, you're talking about uh, immersing yourself in the green sky. And sky is green. You talk about immersing yourself in transformation. And what does yeah. it, what, so what does that mean? Well, it's and I know what it re- means, but I'm asking you because I'm pretending I don't know what you're talking. Uh, about. Okay, all right. Um, the people, places, and things that get you to where you want to be. So when you identify what it is you want in your life, what it is you're trying to change, personal or professional and you clearly go through that process um, of identifying those things, then you say, okay, where are those people? 
where are those people that already have what you want and what are they doing? And then you can go and you do that. What radio stations, what BTR are they listening to? They better be right. listening to Coach Andrew, right? But are <laughs> they listening to that? And are they, are they soaking in those mind vitamins? Are they immersing themselves in those transformation tools? I do this constantly, and I love this. You're, doing, you're going through your emails or you're going through something that's monotonous or you're cleaning up your desk. It could be something really simple that doesn't take a lot of mind power. And you replay a BTR and, and you get those mind vitamins in the background and you listen to those. And then sometimes that will bring up something in your mind that was in the conversation that we're having. And then that'll be the great seed for you during the day. It just one thing leads to another. But those are great great tools. The, I love the that radio term that shows. you just used, mind vitamins. I, I, I don't think I've heard that before. Is that your Well, opinion? mind vitamins are part of the best people we know club. Jeez, we're going to have to start a new coaching program. That's oh, my God. Best people you know. With mind vitamins. Mind that vitamins. Are just, yeah. Okay. It just, it, it's great. Just tell me what I think about this new social network I that we're creating. The, book that you and I, the next book is going to be you and I working on together. Oh, that'll be a speaking that's, tour, huh? That's what I'm talking about. It's happening. All right. It's it's great. See, more seeds planted, and people listening are witnessing the moment. This is history, Andrew. History. This is history. History in the making. <laughs> that's my official I, um, uh, voice for that kind of thing. Yeah. I love that. You know, there was, um, you know, the other the other thing, um, you know, those little videos, motivational videos. You can set those you know, for certain times to mm -hmm. remind yourself, reminders. There was a great one going around. Um, actually, it was going around. I, I think I sent it to you. You mean those like kind of viral ones, those viral? Yeah, uh, they're just, <laughs> yeah. It, we had one that said, uh, Walt Disney fired for no ideas. Lucille Ball didn't get the acting job because she was too shy and had no personality or sense of humor. Um, you know, Michael Jordan didn't make his high school basketball mm -hmm. team. They had all these people. Oh, how about Fred Astaire's? I think Fred Astaire's first audition was, you know, uh, you know, balding can dance a little, can sing, and, okay. Yes, and you know, I, you know what I love about the Fred Astaire story, and this is part of the successful sabotage, immerse yourself in transformation um, theory. Mm -hmm. You know, Fred Astaire did it. He took the rejection letter, and what did he do? Did he let that stop him from living his authentic dream in life? No. He used it. He framed it. And he used it as a hook, a successful sabotage tool to mm -hmm. set himself up for success. He framed it. I think he had it on his fireplace, they said. I was reading in his life story. And um, he used and so, that by the way, I'm very impressed reminder. that you know what I'm talking about. Oh, uh, are I'm you? I'm really, really <laughs> impressed that you actually know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I do. No, that's great. That is so great. Yeah, I mean, I'm all about that. Usually, I have to say, he was a dancer. You know, he 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 was he was in Wings before the Beatles. No, he, you know, he, people don't know anymore. So I'm yeah, no, see, thrilled. because at at 47, I know about the Fred Astaire being the great. Yeah. You know, the Ginger Rogers Fred Astaire. My mm -hmm, mother was a big sure. movie buff too. But you know, he wanted to dance like Fred Astaire. He's he was the best. I mean, he's considered the best all-time dancer. And and that initial rejection letter, I think that that's fabulous. Um, yeah. How he actually framed it literally and figuratively, and used it to motivate himself 
to to be better than ever. And and I think that that's the troll in the road, huh? That yes. troll in the road. That was that that's, letter, and it was great. See, so it's good because. We need to know. We need to know and not look at things as, as bad um, or horrible or I missed my mark. Um, I use the analogy a lot with people when they say, well, I missed the mark. I missed, I missed my calling. I missed my purpose. That's bad, this bad thing that happened. And it's like, well, let's, let's, let's reframe that. How about a right and a left leg? Are they different? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you don't say, geez, this right leg is bad and the left leg is right. You know, they're mm-hmm. different for a reason. And But together, they coordinate to get you to any destination you want. So you don't you don't say your legs are bad because they're different. So life events, you know, they may, don't say they're bad. They're different. You know, they're learning processes. Although they do have that expression, two left feet. Ah! You had to come up with that. You had to come up with that. Well, that's see, that's the person that does not embrace the uniqueness. Mm. That two left feet, that's the person that's not not enjoying the fact that the troll is there for a good reason. You could say that the person with two left feet is just not right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Never a dull moment. Wit and charm and chivalry oh, is alive on Coach Andrew's show. That's right. But you got—I love that sense of humor. Got to You got to have it. That's so helpful, isn't it? Don't you it just is. feel happy when you're laughing? One of the—that's my big thrill. Actually, I, I, I talk about this a lot. And I, I'm one of these people who, uh, at night, I will never watch the news before I go to bed. Absolutely not. I, I always have to watch something funny, or or it could be mind vitamins. That's the other thing that I will do. But I really love to go to bed laughing, if at all possible. I love, you know, and, and that's part of the, you know, set yourself up for that. If you know that you need more laughter in your life and you know that you, you need, you know, those good mind vitamins, you know you, you need a good laugh. Because if you take life too seriously, who was it, Ebert, Ebert Hubbard? He said, um, don't take life too seriously because you'll never get out alive. And that is so true because, you know, you win the rat race, you're still the rat. You have to have a sense mm-hmm. of humor and, and look at the big picture. But, um, you, well, know, you know, my no motto one... for years, Deb, was uh, angels fly because they take themselves lightly. Oh, I love that. Definitely not an original thought, but that was one of my favorite sayings. Yeah, I haven't heard that in a while. I really do love that. I, I love that. That's great. And it, it is so true in, in surrounding ourselves with people that, always make us feel better. That's why I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen to the show that we've had uh, again and again because it just it's great. It makes well, it, it's a great mind vitamins. You're filled with them. So, um I think that if we set ourselves up for that, you know, there's nothing wrong with saying, "Okay, before I go to bed, I'm going to watch this or set ourselves up. Make those reminders along the way. Put a sticky note around your house, you know. You're in your house you live in your house, make your house come to life for you. And these things don't cost a lot of money, and they don't really take a lot of time. But it's a great, a great return on our investment. And, you know, we're worth the effort. We're worth it. Definitely worth it. That's but I wanted to ask club. you before I forget, especially since we're already down to our last 15 minutes here. So uh, you, we have a phrase you've used a couple of times. 
that I understand you coined the phrase successful sabotage. Yeah, I I I love that. I love that because it's the whole theory. Sabotage is a negative, right? Mm-hmm. Setting someone up for failure and undermining something for for catastrophe. But if you turn that upside down thing right side up and you put it into a successful sabotage um, theory, you're really setting yourself up for success. You're planning to do those things, listening to that BTR show, you know, signing up for those motivational quotes that come and get at you. You know, put put a note in your shoe if you have to to remind yourself that this is what your target is and your purpose. And um you know, making appointments with yourself like you do with everybody else is is not to be taken lightly. Um, those seeds that you plant in your life, the people that you meet, the things, the places that you go, um, you know, how, how your self-talk is, um, taking yourself a little lightly, those are all seeds and they're growing. And, you know, no matter what you do, Time is still going to happen. It's going to happen anyway. So if you're going to be a bear, you can be a big bear. You know, you give it your best and um, and set yourself up for that success. And enjoy the ride and enjoy the journey because it is a discovery. And, you know, there's that old phrase, life isn't about finding yourself. It's about creating yourself. And I think that that's, that's the message in the sky is green and the grass is blue, is realizing that you're not finished yet. And there's always the hope, there's always the hope that those things that you didn't like will be the things that you love the most. And I I use the analogy of a diamond a lot because they are formed under pressure. And um, I didn't put the troll in the road, (laughs) but I like like that analogy. That's going to be the basis of my book. Ah. I'll have you know. I love that. I love that. Well, when we do our book together, we'll have to have the okay. troll meet the yeah, they'll be meeting. But um, you know, don't do you find do you find um people that you work with some of the most successful that have achieved their biggest dreams have had some of the biggest obstacles? I would say that's definitely true of anybody I've encountered who has really made it made it big. And I know a number of people who have really started from nothing. I have a friend of mine uh Diane Garnick, and she's a really good friend of mine, and she came from absolutely nothing to become a tremendously successful person. And you know, if you the more you hear about the challenges that she had to go through, starting from you know, imagine having a uh, a child at 15 and trying to be a single parent, and she was an absolute genius, uh, but stopped at that moment. And it's very inspiring. When I, when anytime I encounter somebody who has gone past the things that would stop most people. And I really mean that. Most most people, I think, do get stopped by these things because they don't have the support or they don't have the vision or they don't have the right people around them telling them you can and they believe that they can't. And so you hear about these people who get past some a tremendously uh, you know, difficult sometimes seemingly impossible challenges and do things that are extraordinary. And and that just tells you that you can too, by the way. Yeah, and and that right there, what you just said, that just, you know, wrap it and put it in a box and 
tie the bow. That that's the gift right there. That is the gift, and and that's that's the greatness. I think everybody is called to that greatness, but not everybody gets past that. And I think for the very reason that you said, most people that I find that I talk with and work with, you know, it it is not having that support and believing that um, you can get past that obstacle. But with that support, with the right people, it's amazing what what somebody can accomplish. It's just it's phenomenal. And and then when you're on the other side after you've had those tragedies and you're on the other side experiencing the dream, I think the real gift is the compassion, the understanding, the desire to share the experience. Most people that have achieved tremendous greatness are are real givers and lovers because you know they they've had to do it and they know what it takes and it's just a natural consequence to want to bring somebody else along and and that that is an unexpected surprise that that makes everything worthwhile you know that person that you're talking about you know anybody they they really do go out and try to share and inspire others yeah, and she she's certainly one who does that every day, and and all the things she says and writes about and talks about, and uh, volunteers in, and she has her nonprofits. Actually, speaking of volunteering, you you talk a lot about the two minute volunteer. Some people some people talk about the one minute this, the one minute manager, the one minute millionaire, but you have the two minute volunteers. Yeah, and I have a website with the two minute volunteer too. It's the you two do. minute volunteer. Yeah, two minute volunteer dot com. And it's just um that whole idea that you get what you give. And the more you give, the more you get. And you do the right thing for the right reason. But the upside down philosophy that you have to volunteer for like hours and go down and get into the hospital, you know, volunteer at the hospital or do hours and hours of things when life is so hectic and crazy. You know, the idea and the philosophy of the two-minute volunteer is that somebody in, inject into whatever you're already doing the volunteer attribute. For example, uh, I use this a lot. The, you know, you pay bills. I don't pay everything online. I pay a lot of things still for snail mail. But maybe there's a favorite quote. Maybe it's that Oscar Wilde, be yourself, everybody else has already taken. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's some little pithy comment that you like, and you put it in the envelope, and you put a little smiley face on it, or the person opening up the mail gets that surprise and makes their day, or the person handling the mail. Um, you know, there's just so many small ways. And I think connecting, you talked about the connector. That's a two-minute volunteer right there. Mm-hmm. How long does it take you? to connect one person with another person on Facebook or some other social network. It's a two-minute volunteer thing, maybe less than a two-minute volunteer. Mm. But those are seeds that you're planting, and that's going to grow, and it's going to grow all good. And and that's that's the whole philosophy in getting those upside-down things right-side up is rethinking what the definition is and looking at it in a fresh new way of how it can be transformed into something else, looking for the paradox in those things so that, you know, you can really transform that mess into the miracle and, and get get your mess to be your mission and working on purpose and on target. I mean, you know, the example that you gave of, of your friend, but you know, I, I tell people, 
you don't get tired when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. when you're living on purpose and doing your calling. It's just Correct. a natural consequence of who you are. And I think I think about Mother Teresa. You know, Mother Teresa did a lot. She volunteered. She was a giver. But you never you never saw her saying, you know, wow, I got to go to Hawaii for a vacation and let my hair down because these lepers are really getting to me. I'm really tired of taking care of these sick people. You know, she never she never said, oh, I've had enough. I need a vacation. She was doing what, you know, obviously she's an incredible, incredible person in our history, but, you know, I'm not, I'm using this as an example that when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, you don't get tired because it's really life-giving. Imagine Mother Teresa after she's like done done all this work with the lepers and they said, so what are you doing now, Mother Teresa? I'm going to Disneyland. Yeah. I would like to have seen that commercial. Oh, you are filled with wit and charm. Wow, there's there's no stopping you. See, because you're on purpose. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing, which is bringing happiness and a good sense of humor oh, to, to any conversation. And that's that's a gift, and that's a talent. And, you know, that's what's so great about, um, you know, connecting with like-minded people. Mm-hmm. It really, it's really fun and exciting and and that's why I love us. That's the best people we know, Club. That's what we do. I want my button. I'm ready to get my button. <laughs> I'm going to have to put it on, what is it, the little, the Ning? Is it, what it, the, what's that social network where you can just, you can make it yourself and put them together? I'm going to have to do I that. Do We're going to have to do that. Okay. Let's do it. It would be great. But, okay. Um, A sign here with partners now. Absolutely. There's okay. no doubt about it. But I, I really, I really hope that um, that people really get inspired to know that that things, in a blink of an eye, can change in any direction, and to really pay attention to who who you surround yourself with. It's so important, so very important. So Deb, we're down to our last few minutes on the show. So, uh, so we want to definitely, first of all, make sure everybody knows where to find you. Uh, what's up next for you? I understand you have a, a teleseminar coming up. Yep, it's um thank you very much. Wow, that's really wonderful. Um I'll have to be doing one with you too, Andrew. But I'm yeah, I have great. a I have a yeah, well it would be great. Okay. Um I have a, a teleseminar coming up and it's gonna be three series. You can sign up for either one, two or three. Um and it's a return to happiness. Rise above your problems, and we're going to be working on getting rid of uh, the problem people, the problem thoughts, um, the problem feelings, and taking those things that you don't want. What we're going to do in this seminar series is making those into what you do want, and um, it's going to be great, and people can sign up at www.greenskyandbluegrass. And there's a free download chapter. When you sign up for that newsletter, you'll get the teleseminar information and, and everything that goes with it. And um, really looking forward to that. And um, there's some other uh, uh, things going on, and they're all posted on the website. And the book, of course, is on Amazon, barnesandnoble.com, Borda.com, all those places, and bookstores through Ingram. And uh, it's also on Kindle now because a lot of people ask for that. They love that Kindle. Mm-hmm. I actually still don't have a Kindle, which is Neither do embarrassing I. to admit. I like the old-fashioned books. 
I, I'm still a book reader, but I'm, I'm also a, a book listener. I have a lot of uh, many, 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 many books on uh, audio. Successful sabotage. There you go. Surround yourself in transformation. You're doing it. That's right. And by the way, there's a great resource I just learned about called the Gutenberg Project.org. And uh, it's uh, thousands and thousands and thousands of free ebooks. Uh, some of them are, you know, older books. That's a great, and, they're, and they're, it's, you can you can look at them on a Kindle or anywhere else. So um, we're going to uh, wrap up now. We have uh, about a minute left in our show, and I want to thank you so very much, Deb Scott, for being here with me on Coach's Corner, and the author of The Sky is Green and the Grass is Blue, Turning Your Upside-Down World Right-Side Up. If you're on my show page, there's a uh, little book, a picture of the book, and you can click on that. It goes right to Amazon. Go get it. That's what I say. <laughs> Big Andrew, you're it's welcome. really been a pleasure. I've been thank waiting and waiting much. and waiting to be on your show, and I love what you're doing, and thank you so very much. Pr- you're very privilege welcome. and honor. And everybody, thank you for listening, and we'll be back here a week from tonight, same bat time, same bat channel. Have an outstanding next seven days, and good night. <laughs>